A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Premier League, Sunday 21st of April 2019, Arsenal v Crystal Palace, Kickoff 4pm, Contents, Head Coach, Captain, Voice of Arsenal, Player Feature, Konstantinos Mavropanos, Match Action, Arsenal v Napoli, Arsenal Academy, on this day Tales of the Century Match Action Watford v Arsenal Community Visitors Crystal Palace Arsenal Women Life at the Top Match Action Napoli v Arsenal Second Leg Teams Head coach, info, born Honda Ribia, Spain, November 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager, Lorca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Head coach, Unai Emery. It was mission accomplished on Thursday night, but the head coach is now fully focused on the domestic challenge. Good afternoon. It's been a good week for us so far, both in the Premier League and in the Europa League. And I was really proud of the performance we gave in Naples on Thursday evening. After our victory in Watford, which was a difficult match, it was good to play the way we did against Napoli and to keep our clean sheet. This match was against a very big team and I am very proud of my players and proud of our work. Because here we showed we can play against good players and show a big personality with our ideas. Maybe we wanted to take more possession with the ball and control the match a bit better. We didn't do everything I wanted. But our positioning in the first half was very good. We pressed well and stopped their combinations. We pressed them a lot and we were in their box a lot of times with the chance to score. Our objective was to score and be consistent over the 90 minutes. I think we deserved to win against them in the two matches, at home and in Italy, because we respected them a lot. We worked to cut off their best tactics and individuals with our pressing. We pressed them a lot and we defended very well. We played against the second team in the Italian league. They have very good players. They play very well with their combinations. They played against Liverpool with a big performance and they went out of the Champions League even though they had the same points. This was a good result over two legs. We got the result because we respected them a lot. 
I grew up a lot in this competition, the Europa League, and I think it gives us a big opportunity when we can't play in the Champions League. It's a chance to do something important. This competition is important for us because it gives us a chance to play in the Champions League next season. Our domestic league has a lot of teams trying to get into the top four and the Europa League is very important. The Napoli match was our second big test already this week after our 1-0 win at Watford. The early goal and the red card helped us to take more control of that game. Though we didn't do all we wanted to do. But we can be happy with the result because playing there is very difficult. I think we worked well being consistent in our structure, defending their long balls and set pieces. They are a very strong team at doing that. After, with the ball, I wanted to do better. I wanted to control better the possession with one player more on the pitch. We didn't do that, but in some attacking moments for us, we had chances to score the second goal and didn't do it. We needed to defend against a lot of long balls and second actions in the last minutes. We really needed to be good in those defensive moments. After these two games, it's very important now for the players to have some rotation because some players are injured and we need different players with a new energy. Today is going to be very difficult and we will have to continue without Socrates because he is suspended. Some of the players who played on Thursday maybe won't play today. We want to play a lot of matches, difficult matches, but we need to prepare well. Now it's important to rest. On Friday we worked with some of the players who didn't play today to help them prepare in the right condition for this match. Finally, I wanted to thank all our fans who have travelled to support the team this week, in Watford and in Naples. On Thursday we had over a thousand people there with us, and this was an enjoyable atmosphere. Our team showed them a big personality. Enjoy the game, and happy Easter. From Emery Angle. Every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of the head coach. Crystal Palace goalkeeper Vincente Goiati is a player Emery knows very well from his previous position as Valencia boss. A product of the Valencia youth setup, Guiata was promoted to the senior squad by Emery following the retirement of Santiago Canizares. It was Emery who handed Guiata his professional debut in 2008 and after a loan spell at Recreativo, he became first choice. Unai was speaking to Nick Bromsack. This concludes Head Coach. The Captain, Laurent Kajelny. Info, born to France, September the 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Grand Camp, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut versus Liverpool away. League, August the 15th, 2010. Drew, 1-1. First Arsenal goal versus Bolton Wanderers. Home, league, September the 11th, 2010. 1-4-1. Arsenal honours. FA Cup winner, 2014, 2015, 2017. Community Shield winner, 2014, 2015. The skipper has another semi-final to look forward, but the priority right now is the Premier League. Laurent was speaking to Julian Lawrence. It felt really good on Thursday to go to Naples and get such a convincing result. First of all, thanks to all of the fans who travelled to Italy. 
your support was brilliant and made a big difference on the night. Before the game, the manager told us to go out there to score and to win. He didn't want us to sit back deep and invite the pressure from Napoli. We did just that. I thought we controlled the game really well. We didn't give them space. Lucas free kick was beautiful, and we could have scored even more goals. For me, as a defender, it was also very important to keep a clean sheet. When you face the likes of Mertens, Insigne or Milic, and you don't concede a goal in 180 minutes, it is very good. We were happy, and now we can look forward to the semi-final games against Valencia. It will be a special match for the manager who coached there and also for Francis Coquelin and Gabriel, our former teammates, who will be back at Emirates again. We came very close in this competition last season and it didn't end well with the defeat against Atletico Madrid and my injury. That experience will be useful for us this season. We have wanted to win this Europa League from the beginning. We are very motivated and confident that we can go all the way. The only negative from Thursday was Aaron's injury. We just have to hope it is not too serious and that he will be back playing with us very soon. We obviously also want to make sure that we finish in the top four in the Premier League as well. Our win at Watford on Monday brought us back in fourth place and we have a game in hand too. Again, it was very satisfying to win at Vicarage Road. We scored early, which is always positive, and the red card helped us as well. Everything went our way that evening. You have days like that. We had to give a reaction after the Everton game, which was our last away one before the Watford match. We wanted to show that we had learned our lessons from the Everton loss. In terms of attitude, team spirit and commitment, it was perfect. When we play for each other and fight for each other, things are easier. We know that we can go away from home and play like we do at home. We have to be more aggressive, and we were at Watford as well as in Naples. We could have played better at 11 against 10 in Watford, but we wanted to stay in control and not go forward too much to leave space for them. And we will remember Ober's goal for a very long time as well. Before the game, the manager asked him to press Foster at every chance to put him under pressure and prevent him from kicking the ball long too easily. Little did we know that by doing that we would also score. From where I was on the pitch, I saw Ober pressing the defender first and then sprinting towards Foster. I bet he was surprised that Ober closed him down so quickly. We have another huge game today at home against Crystal Palace. We are having a great season at home and it has to continue until the end of the campaign. We know Palace are good away from home because they can play on the counter a lot, which is their main strength. They won at Manchester City in December and we will have to be very careful not to give them too much space in behind. But we have great momentum and confidence at the moment. Finally, this Thursday we have the annual ball to raise some money for the Arsenal Foundation. The club is doing a wonderful job to help others in our community and abroad as well. It is our duty to help the ones who need it the most by giving money, donating and encouraging others to do the same. Let's win today to end a very good week first. 
I hope you enjoy the game and come on Arsenal. Voice of Arsenal, vote for your player of the season. It's time to pick your player of the season. We are nearing the end of another busy campaign and there are plenty of candidates for the official club prize. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who has continued his hot streak in front of goal, topping our goal-scoring charts throughout the campaign. Thursday's hero, Alex Lacazette, has also been in fine form, hitting double figures in back-to-back seasons since his arrival in 2017. Goalkeeper Bernd Leno has excelled since breaking into the side. The Germany goalkeeper produced a string of fine performances. A rock at the back, Socrates has made a seamless transition to Premier League football, helping us go 22 games without defeat at the end of 2018. Another new signing, Lucas Torreira, has showcased relentless defensive work and chipped in with important goals. Granite Zaka has provided the perfect foil to Torreira, dictating the tempo and also scored some memorable goals. Visit arsenal.com to cast your vote. One lucky voter will win the chance to present the winner with his award before the Brighton game on May the 4th, plus two tickets to the match. We're in the semis. After Thursday night's fine performance earned us a comfortable 3-0 victory on aggregate over Napoli, Unai Emery's men now face Valencia for a place in the final on May the 29th in Baku. The matches take place as follows. Arsenal versus Valencia at Emirates Stadium, Thursday, May the 2nd, 8pm. Valencia versus Arsenal at Mestala Stadium, Thursday, May the 9th, 8pm. Both matches will be screened live on BT Sport. Ticket news will be available on arsenal.com as soon as possible. 89 Charity Dinner We're marking 30 years since the most dramatic title win in our history with a special 1989-themed charity dinner at Emirates Stadium. The Thursday, May the 23rd event, which will be attended by George Graham and members of the victorious league-winning squad, kicks off in the Woolwich Lounge with a champagne reception at 7pm and will feature a Q&A with players from that momentous night as well as a three-course dinner. Tables seating 10 guests are available at £2,300 plus VAT, silver table, £2,950 plus VAT, gold table, and £3,950 plus VAT, platinum table, with guests requested to wear lounge suits. It's sure to be a -a once-in-a-lifetime night for all those Arsenal fans who love to recall one of the greatest nights in the history of the club. There is limited availability for this event. Make sure you get your tickets by calling Claire on 07894 981002 or emailing her at claire at They're up for grabs now. Police investigating racist abuse. A man is facing police action after social media footage emerged of an individual using racist language during our Europa League match against Napoli. He will also have his Arsenal membership suspended. The man was traced through CCTV cameras which cover all areas of Emirates Stadium. We would remind all supporters that use of discriminatory language is unacceptable and we will take strong action when we identify individuals involved in such activity. 
Such incidents have been rare at Emirates Stadium, but we encourage supporters to report them as they happen to stewards or via our match day text alert service. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Text FOUL to 67777. Cardiac risk in the young. Harry King. 1998 to 2018 in memory of a son brother and friend harry joseph king born on may 17 1998 harry sadly fell asleep on august the 30th 2018 due to sudden arrhythmic death syndrome sads he was just 20 years old a kind humble young man with a passion for football harry loved all aspects of the game his favourite team was Arsenal and he himself was a talented goalkeeper. Harry started supporting Arsenal when he was five years old because of the invincible 2003-2004 season. Emirates Stadium was one of his favourite places to be. Lots of happy memories were built at the stadium, which his family will always cherish. For more information on SADS, please visit www.c-r-y.org.uk. Get well soon, Pat. Everyone at Arsenal would like to wish Pat O'Connor a speedy recovery following major heart surgery. Pat is one of the club's longest-serving employees, having started work with the Gunners in 1965 and is a hugely popular figure with everyone at Highbury House, London Colney and Hale Lane. Pat's cheerful presence is certainly being missed by his fellow staff members. Do you want to join the Club Supporters Forum? We have some vacancies on the Supporters Forum next season. The vacancies follow the retirement of the following members after three seasons of service. The vacancies are as follows. Category A. Club level B. Family enclosure C. Ethnic minority representative D. Away scheme member the forum meets three times a season before home games and has these aims. To maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the club and fans. To ensure the club has a continued understanding of issues that affect supporters. An opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fan representatives. The forum is attended by Arsenal's Managing Director and Head of Football Vinay Venkatesham and Raul Sanlehi and other senior club officials. The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans' questions and queries from the broad areas of support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Administrative support will be provided by the club. If you are interested in applying for any of the vacancies, please send an email to communications at arsenal.co.uk and an application form will be sent out to you. Jonathan Moss Tonight's referee is Jonathan Moss from West Yorkshire. The 48-year-old is an official who should be familiar to most of you. 
In fact, he took charge of our FA Cup final win over Aston Villa in 2015. Mr Moss, who was born in Sunderland, has refereed us 17 times since the start of the 2014-15 season, during which time Arsenal's record with John in charge reads Played 17, won 11, drawn 2, lost 4. 4-29 against 17, yellow cards 21, red cards 2. Baggett. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away Arsenal shoulder bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. What was the score when we played Crystal Palace at home last season? Email your answer with full name and address to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at AFC programme. Entries by Friday, April the 26th. Premier League Stats Total shots. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 60. Alexandre Lacazette, 55. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 27. Aaron Ramsey, Alex Iwobi, 22. Granit Xhaka, 20. Chances created. Mesut Ozil, 38. Granit Xhaka, 34. Alex Iwobi, 33. Sead Kalasinak, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 29. Alexandre Lacazette, 26. Total passes. Granit Xhaka, 2,021. Shokran Mustafi, 1,536. Lucas Torreira, 1,450. Matteo Guendouzi, 1,380. Socrates, 1,221. Total crosses. Granit Xhaka, 101. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 52. Sead Kalasinak, 41. Hector Bellerin, 39. Alex Iwobi, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 34. Total clearances. Shokran Mustafi, 144. Socrates, 102. Laurent Koscielny, 61. Granit Xhaka, 51. Nacho Monreal, 46. On this day, 2009, our Shavin scores four in a 4-4 draw at Anfield. Coming up, Wednesday, we're at Wolves in the Premier League. Friday, Arsenal under-23s finish their season against Leicester here at Emirates Stadium. Important fixture changes. Due to the team's Europa League progression, our league fixture away to Leicester scheduled for Monday, April the 29th will now take place on Sunday, April the 28th with a noon kickoff. Our home match with Brighton scheduled for Saturday, May the 4th is also likely to change. Please stay close to arsenal.com for the latest information. Marathon Gunners. Good luck to all runners in next Sunday's London Marathon. We're sure all of you will be running for very worthy causes and we were recently contacted by Arsenal fan Paul Sycombe who is running for a charity very close to our hearts. Bob Wilson's Willow Foundation. You can sponsor Paul here at www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Paul dash Sycamore 68. Arsenal ABC. Perfect for junior gunners and their parents. The Arsenal ABC and the Arsenal 123 are the perfect way of introducing children to spelling, counting and the exciting world of Arsenal. 
The books teach letters and numbers through Arsenal-related things and provide early readers with an educational and inspiring experience. These really are the ultimate first books for an Arsenal fan. Retailing at £6.99 each, we have a set each for two lucky winners who can tell us what is Gunnosaurus's surname. A. Smith B. Jones C. Rex Email your answer to program at arsenal.co.uk No later than Friday, April the 26th, 2019 and if you're not a winner, you can purchase at www.arsenaldirect.com Matchball Sponsor This afternoon's Matchball Sponsors have sent in the following message. Congratulations to Adam Markson celebrating his 50th birthday. With his wife Penny and sons Josh and Nate, Adam is looking forward to a good win for the Arsenal today. We hope you all enjoy the day. Premier League table. Liverpool played 34, won 26, drawn 7, lost 1, 477, against 20, goal difference 57, points 85. Man City played 33, won 27, drawn 2, lost 4, 486, against 22, goal difference 64, points 83. Tottenham played 33, won 22, drawn 1, lost 10, 464 against 34, goal difference 30, point 67. Arsenal played 33, 120, drawn 6, lost 7, 466 against 40, goal difference 26, point 66. Chelsea played 34, 120, drawn 6, lost 8, 457 against 36, goal difference 21, point 66. Manchester United played 33, 119, drawn 7, lost 7, 463 against 44, goal difference 19, point 64. Leicester City played 34, 114, Drawn 5, lost 15, 446 against 45, goal difference 1, points 47. Wolves played 33, 113, drawn 8, lost 12, 441 against 42, goal difference minus 1, points 47. Everton played 34, 113, drawn 7, lost 14, 446 against 44, goal difference 2, points 46. Watford played 33, 113, drawn 7, lost 13, 447 against 48, goal difference minus 1, points 46. West Ham played 34, 112, drawn 6, lost 16, 442 against 52, goal difference minus 10, points 42. Bournemouth played 34, won 12, drawn 5, lost 17, 449 against 61, goal difference minus 12, points 41. Crystal Palace played 34, won 11, drawn 6, lost 17, 440 against 46, Goal difference minus 6, points 39. Burnley played 34, 1-11, drawn 6, 
lost 17, 4.42, against 60, goal difference minus 18, points 39. Newcastle United played 34, won 10, drawn 8, lost 16, 4.32, against 43, goal difference minus 11, points 38. Southampton played 33, won 9, drawn 9, lost 15, 4.39, against 54, goal difference minus 15, points 36. Brighton and Hove Albion played 33, won 9, drawn 6, lost 18, 4.32, against 53, goal difference minus 21, points 33. Cardiff City played 34, won 9, drawn 4, lost 21, 4.30 against 63, goal difference minus 33, points 31. Fulham played 34, won 5, drawn 5, lost 24, 4.32 against 76, goal difference minus 44, points 20. Huddersfield played 34, won 3, drawn 5, lost 26, 4.19 against 67, goal difference minus 48, points 14. Correct as at April the 18th. This concludes Voice of Arsenal. Player Interview Konstantinos Mavropanos I didn't have much luck, but I didn't lose faith. Monday night was a particularly special one for Konstantinos Mavropanos. No fewer than 342 days since his last Premier League start, the promising centre-half was restored to our starting eleven for the trip to Watford. It marked the end of what Dinos, as he is affectionately referred to at the club, concedes has been a difficult year, with his playing time cut short by injury after impressing at the back end of last season. Starting alongside Laurent Kozilny at Vicarage Road, the defender helped us to record a first away Premier League clean sheet of the campaign, producing a solid and composed display before being substituted for Matteo Guendouzi on the hour, as Unai Emery changed his formation. Dinos has had to be patient and wait for his chance in the first team after regaining fitness, making two appearances for our under-23s and also making his return to the first team as a late substitute away at Manchester City in early February. Straight after helping us to what could be a crucial win at Watford, we caught up with Dinos to discuss the feeling of being back in the side, the influence of his compatriot Socrates, and his views on the race for a place in the top four. Mavropanos stats Born, Athens, Greece December the 11th, 1997. Joined Arsenal from PAS Janina on January the 4th, 2018. Previous club, PAS Janina. Arsenal debut, V Manchester United, away, Premier League, April the 29th, 2018. Lost 2-1. Socrates on his relationship with Dinos. Dinos and I spoke two or three times on the telephone, and also when he came here. 
I said to him that it's okay. Arsenal is one of the big teams, but he has to be happy and needs to put in a lot of work. I also saw some games. He improved a lot, and I think that if he improves again in the next year, he can be one of the best defenders. The first year is difficult, because it also depends if you speak the language or not. Now I'm here, I also have to help him to be more calm, more easy, more friendly here with the other guys. I think we can have one good relationship together. We can be friends. Firstly, Dinos, how did it feel to make your long-awaited return to the starting eleven at Watford on Monday? I'm very happy to have returned back to the team strong and ready. It was a difficult year for me, but I managed to get into the starting eleven on Monday night. I know I still have lots of work ahead of me, but it was nice to be back in from the start. To be honest, we didn't put in the best performance at Watford, but it was good that we managed to get the three points. You mentioned that it's been a tough year for you due to injuries. How's Unai Emery helped you since coming in? How's he helped you to develop your game? He helps me every day. In training, he shows me how much he trusts me and wants to help me, which I am grateful for. On the occasion before the game on Monday night, he gave me some instructions with things I needed to watch out about Watford's attackers and the team in general, and I tried to do my best. I knew it was going to be a difficult game against them, but I gave 110%, and I believe my performance was good. It certainly helped me to play with the likes of Mustafi, Kozilny and Monreal at the back. They guided me throughout the game and made my job easier, so to say. What's it been like for you this season? How frustrating was it to miss parts of it due to injury? From the beginning of the season, I didn't have much luck, but I didn't lose faith. I tried to come back stronger. I did have some small issues during the year, but now I am back and ready. I did get some games with the under-23s, and this will be a new start now. You're not the only Greek in our squad. What's your relationship like with Socrates? Having another Greek in the team helps me a lot, especially as it's Socrates, who is such an experienced and good player. He helps me a lot both inside and outside the pitch. When there are some difficult moments, I will ask for his advice. And when we watch some games, or even during training, he also tries to help me by offering his guidance. Monday's win put us back in the top four. How do you see our end to the season panning out? We still have a few games left until the end of the season, so we need to remain focused and give our best to finish in the top four, which has been our target since the beginning. I hope everything will go well until the end. Finally, what are your aims for the rest of the season? I don't know if I will play or not in the next games to come, but I will try through training and from the opportunity given to me in the Watford game to get more playing time. Match Action Thursday, April the 11th, 2019. 2000 hours, Emirates Stadium, Europa League, quarter final, first leg. Attendance 59,738. Arsenal versus Napoli. Referee Alberto Undiano Malenko.
Arsenal 2, Napoli 0. Scoring for Arsenal were Ramsey in the 14th minute and Koulibaly in the 25th minute with an own goal. Playing for Arsenal were 1, Czech, 15, Maitland-Niles, 6, Koscielny, 5, Socrates, 31, Kolasinac, 18, Monreal, 29, Torreira, who was substituted in the 77th minute, 8, Ramsey, 9, Lacazette, who was substituted in the 67th minute, 14, Aubameyang, 10, Ozil, who was substituted in the 67th minute. Substitutes, 19, Leno, 4, Elneny, who came on in the 77th minute, 17, Iwebi, who came on in the 67th minute, 20, Mustafi, 7, Mkhitaryan, who came on in the 67th minute, 29, Ganduzi, 22, Suarez. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots 16, shots on target 7, corners 8, offside 2, fouls 16, possession 42%. Playing for Napoli were 1, Merit, 23, Hysage, 19, Maximovic, 26, Koulibaly, 6, Mario Rule, 7, Callion, 8, Ruiz, who was substituted in the 82nd minute, 5, Mark Lurero, 20, Zielinski, 14, Mertens, who was substituted in the 66th minute, 24, Insignia, who was substituted in the 82nd minute. Substitutes were 2, Melkert, 11, Unas, who came on in the 82nd minute, 21, Kiriches, 25, Ospina, 31, Gulam, 34, Unas, who came on in the 82nd minute, 99, Milic, who came on in the 66th minute. Match stats for Napoli, total shots 9, shots on target 2, corners 9, offsides 7, fouls 6, possession 58%. First half, we began the quarter-final on the front foot, looking intent on making home advantage count early on. Ainsley, Metal and Niles had a shot blocked in the opening ten minutes before we finally took the lead through Aaron Ramsey. The midfielder was on the end of an excellent, fast-moving team attack, striking home the ball after being set up in the area by Metal and Niles. Soon afterwards, we doubled the advantage. Lukas Torreira tried a pot shot at goal from distance and his effort took a wicked deflection off Kalidou Koulibaly and into the net. We were in full flow. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was the next to test Alex Merritt, but we couldn't increase the lead. In fact, the visitor should have reduced the arrears just before the whistle, but Lorenzo Insigne blazed his shot over the bar from a good position. Second half. We continued to dictate the tempo in the second half, though Napoli were increasingly dangerous going forward, and Koulibaly and Adam Unas both had efforts saved by Petra Cech, before Piotr Zielinski wasted another golden opportunity right at the end. But we stood firm to record an important clean sheet. In fact, the only disappointment on a generally positive evening was that we didn't come away with a larger winning margin. Ramsey could well have made it 3-0 in the dying moments, but couldn't keep his effort down. In numbers, 18, 
We have lost just once in our last 18 home games in the UEFA Cup or Europa League, one thirteen drawn four. 8. Since the start of last season, Aaron Ramsey has been directly involved in eight goals in the Europa League, six goals, two assists. 2. We scored with each of our first two shots on target. The main photograph under the scoreline in the hard copy has the caption Aaron Ramsey strikes to break the deadlock early on. There are then six photographs and clockwise from top left the captions are Aaron Ramsey celebrates putting the gunners ahead. Lukash Torreira shot his goalbound via Kalidou Koulibaly. Ramsey celebrates another important strike. Mesut Ozil skips past Mario Rui. Ainsley Maitland-Diles outstrips Rui. Alexi Wobi challenges Elside Heizash. Stars of the future, Arsenal Academy. Young Gun, Zach Swanson. Match action, under-23's impressive win at Chelsea. Remember... Sebastian Larson. Match action, under-23s hit Derby for five. In every programme, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Zach Swanson, young gun. Born September 28, 2000, Cambridge. Joined as an under-six. Height and weight, six foot, 70 kilos. Position, left-back, stroke midfield. Boots, Puma Future. School, the Bishop Stortford High School. This season has been very positive and productive for me. I've been playing regularly, mainly as a left-back, but also in central midfield. Until I became a scholar, playing as a full-back was a relatively new position for me. I'm right-footed, so I've had to develop my left foot more. It's natural for me to cut inside... But I've worked on improving my left foot so that I can go down the line as well and get crosses in on my left too. I've also put a lot of effort into improving my strength and speed, which is showing in games and training. I was also very happy last month when Per Mertesacker and Ken Gillard sat me down and told me that they had recognised the work I'd put in and how much I had developed and that they wanted to reward me by offering me a professional contract. I was very happy to accept. Signing professionally was very satisfying in that it confirmed that all the effort and focus on improving was acknowledged. I am now a professional footballer at Arsenal, which is what I have always dreamed about. On a practical level, becoming a professional has not made a difference to my approach. It is another beginning. I have to keep working hard to keep improving because the next stage is progressing to the first team and that is a whole new level. My main challenge at the moment is ensuring that we beat Fulham this week in our last under-18s game. That will mean that we win the league ahead of Spurs in second and also that we play the Northern Division winner in the playoffs. We have been very consistent in our performances this season and have won a lot of games while playing in the way our coaches have trained us to. I think that losing to West Bromwich Albion in the FA Youth Cup was a good lesson for us all. We have not lost a game since then and it made us really realise that focus and concentration for every minute of every game is what it takes, whoever the opponents. 
I don't think it was the case that we underestimated or misjudged the quality of West Brom. I think that after coming off a big win against Spurs in the previous round, maybe we were overconfident. They scored first, we equalised, and even then we were thinking we could go on and score more and win. When they took the lead at 2-1, I think we were shocked and froze a bit. It was very disappointing, but the positive has been that we have adapted our attitude and come out stronger. We have been at the Dallas Cup this week, which has been a great experience. Even though the temperature was not scorching at 24 degrees, we still had to get used to it in the first few days and get over the jet lag. We lost the first game to Monterey 3-1 and I played the whole of that match and then came on for the last 30 minutes of a tough game against Real Salt Lake, which we won 3-2. It's been a good experience playing in large stadiums with crowds of several thousand people and against teams and styles that we know nothing about, which was a good challenge. It was good for us all to get away together and change up our schedule a bit. We have trained well and have all benefited. We didn't see the first team's game against Watford as we were playing Real Salt Lake at the same time, but I saw some highlights and it looked like a tough game, but a vital away win. Crystal Palace are the visitors now, and they are a side that have a lot of top players and can give anyone a real game and have taken points from the top sides in the Premier League. A win is vital, and I back us to claim all the points, with our fans playing a big part. Q&A. Who got you into playing football? My brother. Which team did you support as a child? Arsenal. Who are your best friends in football? Matthew Smith and Mark McGuinness. Biggest influence on career? My mum and my brother. Who's the best player in the world right now? Lionel Messi. Another sport you are good at? Golf. Your favourite training drill. Passing and finishing. Your career highlight so far. Signing scholarship and then pro. Song to sing to save your life. God's plan, Drake. Best goal of all time. Thierry Henry against Manchester United. Teammates. Who's got the best ball skills? Tyrese John Jules. Who is the funniest? Falarin Balogun. Who's got the best touch? Jordan McEnf. Who would you most trust with a penalty? Tyrese. Who is the most confident? Trey Coyle. Who is captain material? Mark McGuinness. Who has the best passing range? Matt Smith. Who's the most committed? Harry Clark. Who's the best singer? Xavier Amayechi. Info. The best trophy to win in football is the World Cup. My favourite musician is Drake. Fave social media, Snapchat. My most talked to person on WhatsApp is Sports Science Coach. Favourite TV series, Power. Ideal holiday destination is Ayanapa. Best film I've seen recently, Purge. On my days off, I usually relax and see friends. My ideal cheat meal is pizza. The player I look up to most is Nacho Monreal. Best thing about playing for Arsenal. It's a family. Arsenal Academy. Premier League 2. Meadow Park. Boreham Wood FC. Monday, April the 8th. Arsenal under 23s. 5. Derby County under 23s. 0. Arsenal scorer. John Jules. 21st. 
26th. Willock, 33. Amaechi, 62. Medley, 78. John Jules take season tally up to 15. Cottrell and Swanson make Premier League two debuts. Medley scores with first touch off the bench. We return to winning ways in the Premier League 2 with a comprehensive 5-0 win over Derby County. Tyrese John Jewell struck twice, taking his tally to 15 for the season across all competitions, while Ben Cottrell and Zach Swanson came off the bench to make their Premier League 2 debuts. The Rams defeated us 5-0 earlier this season and it was clear that our boys were out for revenge as they delivered a clinical performance from start to finish. Pressing from the front, John Jules regained possession high up the pitch and cut inside before coolly finding the bottom left corner. Shortly after, he doubled his tally with a smart finish at the near post following some exceptional wide play from Bukayo Saka. By this stage we were in full flow, combining effortlessly in the final third and this brought about our third of the evening as Joe Willock latched on to Geordie Osaitutu's delivery and fired a first-time volley past Enric Ravas. Following the break, we were handed a quick reminder of the visitors' threat when Callum MacDonald rattled the crossbar with a thumping free kick, but Arthur Okonkwo was on hand to deal with the rebound and snuff out the danger. That reminder served as well, as Xavier Amaechi furthered our advantage shortly after the hour mark with a clinical finish from a tight angle. Substitute Zek Medley then went on to make it five with a powerful header courtesy of a fine delivery from debutant Swanson. It was brilliant. As a coach, you can't be any happier, said Freddie Lundberg after the final whistle. They showed strength, courage and they dared to get on the ball when it was tight. They played, the rotations were great, and the structure was working well. It was a very, very good team performance, and there were some really good individuals in it. TJ scored twice tonight, and that was encouraging, because at the moment we're trying to use him a little bit more in the build-up play. He comes a little bit deeper, and he's becoming more involved in the game. We're using his strengths, and he gets the goals as well, so it's really good for his development. Arsenal team. Okonkwo, Osetutu, Schaefe, Ballard, Bramall, Gilmore, Willock, Swanson 46, Burton, Medley 64, Amaechi, John Jules, Saka. Subs not used, Smith, Cottrell, Coyle. Premier League 2, Monday, April the 15th, Stamford Bridge, Chelsea under 23s 1, Arsenal under 23s 3, Chelsea scorer. Redden, 83 minutes. Arsenal scorers, Nicotia, 8-29. Jenkinson, 49. Nicotia takes season tally up to 9. Jenkinson finished a stunning counter. Ballard starred in defence. Eddie Nicotia delivered a masterclass on Monday night, scoring twice in our 3-1 win over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Carl Jenkinson also found the back of the net, helping us to extend our unbeaten streak to eight Premier League two fixtures. We fired five past Derby County last time out, and once again we wasted no time in displaying our attacking intent, with Nicotia opening the scoring inside eight minutes. The 19-year-old's low drive from the edge of the area was all too much for Carlo Zeiger. 
shortly after Bukayo Saka threatened the Blues' defence with a number of darting runs, before Nicotier scored his second, cutting in from the right to find the top corner with a stunning strike. Chelsea then pushed forward in search of a lifeline, and this allowed Jenkinson to make it three on the stroke of half-time, providing the finishing touch to a blistering counter-attack. Following the break, Arthur Okonkwo made fine saves to deny Joseph Colley and Conor Gallagher, but he was eventually beaten in the 83rd minute by Deshaun Redan. That was the first goal the 17-year-old has conceded since making his Premier League 2 debut against West Ham. It's an amazing result, said Freddie Lundberg after the final whistle. We played deeper, and because of that we were ready to trap them and hit them on the counter, and we did that really well. We could have scored even more, so it was a fantastic team performance. The players played the game plan perfectly, and their quality showed within that. Arsenal team, Okonkwo, Jenkinson, Bramall 62, Schaefe, Ballard, Medley, Osetutu, Gilmore, Burton, Amaechi, John Jules 78, Saka, Thompson 83, Nicotea, subs not used, Grazik, Omole. Under-16s lift Liam Brady Cup. Arsenal under-16s were crowned champions of the Liam Brady Cup last week following a thrilling 2-1 final win over Valencia. After defeating Valencia and Celtic 1-0 and 3-0 respectively in the group stage, we booked our place in the final where we'd be forced to play Valencia once more. Yunus Musa coolly converted from the spot to hand us an early lead before the visitors equalised on the stroke of half-time through Golden Boot winner Hugo Gonzalez. Following the break, we continued to place the Spanish outfit under pressure and late on we grabbed our reward when Charlie Patino cut in from the left and found the top right corner with a stunning curling effort. In addition to lifting the trophy, Hubert Grazik was named goalkeeper of the tournament, while Miguel Aziz was voted player of the tournament. Congratulations, boys. You've done us proud. Smith Rao back in action for RB Leipzig. Emil Smith Rao made his debut for lone club RB Leipzig on Saturday as they secured a 2 0 win over Wolfsburg. The 18 year old midfielder joined the Bundesliga side in the January transfer window but he's been made to wait for his first competitive appearance after suffering with a hip injury since late November 2018. He's shown in training why we took him on loan, said RB Leipzig coach Ralf Rangic ahead of their clash with Wolfsburg. He's got a brilliant mixture of good physique, speed and an unbelievably good shooting technique. Leipzig, currently third in the Bundesliga, have five league fixtures remaining and are in the semi-finals of the DFB Cup where they'll face Hamburg. Best of luck for the rest of the season, Emil. Nelson back on the score sheet for Hoffenheim. Rice Nelson scored his first goal of 2019 on Saturday, coming off the bench to double Hoffenheim's lead in their 2-0 win over Hertha. 
Nadim Amiri opened the scoring with a low drive from the edge of the box before Nelson scored within seven minutes of being introduced, heading home at the far post to secure all three points. As a result, the skilful winger, 19 years and 125 days, has become the youngest Hoffenheim player to score seven Bundesliga goals, surpassing Roberto Firmino, who was 19 years and 350 days. The Academy Illumini Sebastian Larsson Tracking down former Academy players making their mark elsewhere in football After spending over 10 years in the Championship and Premier League Sebastian Larsson has returned to Sweden to play for AIK Having started his career at hometown club IFK Eskilstuna Larsson joined Arsenal on a four-year deal in 2001 as a 16-year-old having delivered a number of standout performance at youth level. The Sweden international then went on to rise through our youth ranks at an impressive rate, scoring top-class free kicks for our reserves on a regular basis, before making his first team debut in the Carling Cup against Manchester City in October 2004. After joining Birmingham on loan in the summer of 2006, Larsson made his move permanent the following year. He went on to endear himself to Arsenal fans with a stunning winner against Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Larsson made his debut for Sweden in February 2008 in a friendly against Turkey and travelled to that summer's European Championships. He continued to hold down a regular place in the side and has since played in Euro 2012, the 2014 World Cup, Euro 2016 and the 2018 World Cup. Throughout this time, he's built a reputation as a stylish midfielder with an eye for a pass and a killer set-piece delivery, and rightly so, when only Gianfranco Zola, Thierry Henry and David Beckham have scored more direct free kicks in the Premier League. Now back in Sweden, Larsson's just kicked off the Allsvenskan season with AIK, where he's already registered an assist after just three outings. This concludes Arsenal Academy. One hundred consecutive years in the top flight. On this day, Nayako storms out as free scoring gunners cruise. Arsenal four, Everton one. Premiership, April the twenty first, two thousand and one. Just four days after being knocked out of Europe by Valencia on the away goals rule, we comfortably saw off Everton at Highbury. But the game is mostly remembered for the actions of Toffee's midfielder, Alex Nayako. Midway through the second half, with the Gunners leading 3-1, it all got too much to bear for one visiting supporter, and Nayako was the subject of his ire. The Ghana International had been a big-money signing for Everton in the summer, but had failed to win over the fans following his arrival from Lens. Frustrations reached boiling point, just after Sylvain Wiltord scored our third, when an Everton supporter confronted Nayako on the pitch, offering to swap shirts, and the midfielder promptly reacted by asking manager Walter Smith to substitute him. After the game, Nayako was unrelenting, announcing he was going to quit the sport as a result of the fans' actions. A few days later, however, he was loaned to Monaco 
and later Paris Saint-Germain, before returning to Everton in 2003 and playing 11 more times for the Merseysiders. No such drama for the Gunners. This win kept us firmly on course to return to Champions League action the following season, with our goals coming from four different goalscorers. Freddie Lundberg fired us ahead midway through the first half, with his sixth of the season, before former Gunners striker Kevin Campbell equalised for the visitors. French trio Gilles Grimandi, Wiltord and Thierry Henry all netted after the break, but by the time the fourth goal went in, Everton had been disrupted by the bizarre incident involving Nayako, as well as a red card for Abel Xavier. For us, this game marked the start of an incredible, record-breaking goal-scoring run. We netted in each of the following 45 home games in the league, which included the whole of the 2001-2 title-winning season and the 2002-3 campaign as well. The streak eventually came to an end on November 30th, 2003, in a goalless draw with Fulham. Defining Seasons, Tales of the Century, 100 consecutive years in the top flight, 2007-2013, Post-Invincibles Achievement in Austerity. Arsenal historian John Sperling selects 19 defining seasons and events from the Gunners' 100 years at the top. Star striker Thierry Henry was sold to Barcelona for €24 million, yet the post-Henri landscape wasn't as barren as the harbingers of doom had predicted. Shorn of experience, Wenger's baby Gunners remained unbeaten for the opening 21 games of the season 2007-8. Some of the football in that spell was heavenly. At times, it was a 2004-style return to Wengerball. Arsenal piled up the goals in late summer, picking off Tottenham at White Hart Lane with clinical precision. The team could also tough it out when they needed to. Under William Gunners' more abrasive captaincy, they fought back to draw 2-2 with Manchester United. Gunners himself grabbed the late equaliser. Arsenal held out to win 1-0 against Chelsea. Gallus headed the winner. They fought back at home to complete the league double over Tottenham. Nicholas Bentner scored the winner with his first touch after coming on as a substitute. Wenger claimed proudly, I look on this group as my third generation of players at this club. In midfield, Sas Fabregas and Mathieu Flamini were developing a potent partnership with Tomasz Rosicki and Alex Kleb adding width and pace. Up front, the Eduardo-Emmanuel-Adebayor partnership began to flourish. The Gunners' last act of 2007 had been to wipe the floor with Everton at Goodison Park, with the dexterous, left-footed Eduardo notching his first two league goals. In the January transfer window, Arsenal were linked strongly with former striker Nicolas Anelka, applying his trade at Bolton for a sum of around £15 million. The club passed on the opportunity to sign the mercurial Frenchman and instead he went to Chelsea. Arsenal maintained their impressive league form with a 3-1 win at Manchester City with Adebayer and Eduardo dovetailing to absolute perfection in the words of Arsene Wenger. 
If only the season could have ended there, with the Gunners five points clear at the end of February with 12 matches to play. Instead, the wheels came off during that infamous 2-2 draw at St Andrews. Eduardo broke his leg. The Brazilian Croat admitted, I think what happened to me through the players, we suddenly drew four games in a row. Arsenal conceded a late equaliser after Gail Clichy's lapse in concentration saw Birmingham awarded a penalty. Arsenal drew against Aston Villa, Wigan and Middlesbrough. Without Eduardo's tricks or Robin van Persie's guile, he was injured, the attack looked blunt. What Arsenal would have given for Anelka, who is now providing assists aplenty for Chelsea by early March. Arsenal lost the crunch match at Old Trafford 2-1, despite dominating the first half. In the second half, United steamrolled Arsenal's midfield as the Gunners seized up. The team rallied after Old Trafford, but it was too little, too late. Worryingly, the jungle drums beat louder and louder, as rumours grew that both Flamini and Kleb would be moving on in the summer. Sadly, it wasn't idle gossip. Arsenal should arguably have won the league that year. They finished in third place on a massive 83 points, four points behind United, having lost just three league games all season. By now, the goalposts had moved again. Manchester City joined the billionaires' club with their wealthy Arab owners and quickly began to snap up Arsenal's players. The pressure began to tell in the 2011-12 campaign, following a catastrophic 8-2 loss to Manchester United. Trailing fourth-place Tottenham by ten points, Arsenal faced the biggest North London derby of recent years on February 26, 2012, at the Emirates Stadium. With 34 minutes gone, Tottenham were two goals to the good. Arsenal seemed to be on the edge of the abyss. Then a 28-minute miracle, with a 15-minute interval in the middle, happened, where Arsenal struck back to punish Tottenham. The pivotal moment of the match was Van Persie's equaliser just before half-time, where he used his refined touch and stunning awareness to curl the ball past Brad Friedel with his left foot. In the second half, Arsenal were rampant, with Rosicki, one goal, and Walcott, a brace, injecting fear into the heart of Tottenham's ragged rearguard to give their side a 5-2 win. This was a truly extraordinary display of character, one which prompted Arsenal to win seven league games on the bounce. In the end, both clubs finished in the top four, with Arsenal nabbing third. Arsenal's 2-1 defeat at White Hart Lane in March 2013 once again left them on the brink. They were five points behind fourth-placed Chelsea and seven adrift of Tottenham. No less than three broadsheets, The Guardian, The Telegraph and The Times, barked out the phrase, power shift. Remarkably, that never happened, because Arsenal embarked on a fine unbeaten run until the end of the season. With the transfer window poised to slam shut in August 2013, the Gunners swooped for Real Madrid playmaker Mesut Ozil for £42 million, and the galvanising presence of the mercurial German saw Arsenal once again secure Champions League football in 2014. Arsenal had gone almost a decade without garnering silverware that consistently delivered Champions League football despite financial pressures. Bye.
Match action. Monday, April 15th, 2019. 2000 hours. Vicarage Road, Premier League. Attendance, 20,480. Away fans, 2,100. Watford nil, Arsenal 1. Match stats. Total shots. Watford 11, Arsenal 19. Shots on target. Watford 3, Arsenal 6. Corners. Watford 6, Arsenal 4. Offsides. Watford 2, Arsenal 4. Fouls. Watford 12, Arsenal 8. Possession. Watford 34%, Arsenal 66%. Referee. Craig Paulson. Goalscorers. Arsenal. Obermeyang. 10th minute. First half. The host started strongly, pinning us back and winning some early corners. But it was the Gunners who broke the deadlock, thanks to some quick thinking and determination from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. The striker chased down a back pass and forced goalkeeper Ben Foster into a hurried clearance, which cannoned against Aubameyang's boot and back into the goal. It got even better for us within a minute when Watford were reduced to ten men. Captain Troy Deeney was dismissed for swinging an elbow at Lucas Torreira. But we didn't take full advantage of the extra man, and indeed we needed Bound Leno to make good saves from Craig Cathcart and Etienne Capoue to preserve the lead. Second half. Mesut Ozil was introduced at half-time, and we continued to dominate possession, but without creating too many clear-cut chances. Enrique Mkhitaryan twice shot well off target, while Aubameyang also failed to direct his effort goalwards after being set up by Ozil. Watford kept attacking, but the Gunners' defence, marshalled superbly by captain Laurent Koscielny, stood firm to see out the win. And a first away clean sheet of the Premier League campaign. The three points took us back into the top four, with five games remaining in the run-in. Arsenal team. 19. Leno. 20. Mustafi. 6. Koscielny. 5. Socrates. 18. Monreal. 34. Zaka. 8. Ramsey. Substitute 65th minute. 11. Torreira. Substitute 46th minute. 17. Iwobi. 7. Mkhitaryan. 14. Aubameyang. Substitutes. 1. Czech. 4. Elneny. 15. Maitland-Niles. 68th minute. 10. Ozil. 46th minute. 29. Guendozi. 59th minute. 31. Kolasinac. 9. Lacazette. Watford team. 26. Foster. 2. Janmart. 27. Cabaseli. 15. Cathcart. 11. Massina. Substitute 86th minute. 21. Feminia. Substitute 59th minute. 29. Capue. Yellow card. 19. Hughes. Yellow card. 24. Ducure. 9. Dini. Red card. 18. Gray. Substitute 1. Gomez. 3. Britos. 6. Mariapa. 10. Success. 59th minute. 12. Sema. 86th minute. 14. Chaluba. 23. Navarro. 12. None of the last 12 Premier League meetings between Watford and Arsenal have ended in a draw. 
Ten wins for us, two for Watford. Three, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been directly involved in three goals in his three Premier League appearances against Watford, scoring two and assisting one. 100. Alex Iwobi made his 100th start for the Arsenal first team in all competitions. This concludes match action. Community. 34 years in the community. Using the power of Arsenal to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Primary Stars Tournament Back in February, Arsenal in the Community hosted its annual Premier League Primary Stars Schools Tournaments. The tournament, which is part of a national competition hosted by the Premier League, is one of the highlights of the Premier League Community's calendar and allows hundreds of youngsters the chance to experience the thrill of being treated like a top-flight footballer. Last year's Primary Stars Football Tournament in Numbers More than 14,000 children have taken part. More than 1,700 schools entered. All 20 Premier League clubs represented. 460 children experienced finals day. Back in 2015, Stoke Newington School, who represented Arsenal in the girls' competition, were crowned national champions at White Hart Lane. Every Premier League club hosts under-11 mixed and under-11 girls local stage competitions, with the winning schools earning the right to represent their local club at the national finals, which this year will take place at Molyneux Stadium, home of Wolverhampton Wanderers FC, on Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. Schools from Islington, Camden and Hackney attended the tournaments at Market Road in February. In the girls-only tournament, last year's winners Cannonbury Primary fought off strong competition from Queensbridge Primary, Beckford Primary and Thornhill Primary to retain their title and book their place in the finals. A couple of weeks later, after a nervy penalty shootout in the semi-final and closely contested final, it was William Tyndale who ran out winners of the mixed tournament. Garnosaurus was a keen spectator, on hand to support the teams and present medals to the winning teams. Arsenal in the community have been hosting school football tournaments for over 30 years. The current tournament was originally created in memory of Lee Cheney, a former member of staff at Highbury and Arsenal supporter, who sadly lost his life in a road traffic accident in March 2003. The trophy presented to the winners of the under-11 mixed competition continues to carry Lee's name. James Warnock from Arsenal in the Community said, We were really pleased with both tournaments this year. The players looked like they really enjoyed the events and we saw some fantastic football. It was also great to see high levels of sportsmanship on show. Everyone at Arsenal Football Club wish Cannonbury and William Tyndale the best of luck at the national finals in May. In the hard copy of this programme, we've selected photos from Arsenal in the community's social media accounts to highlight some of this month's community work. Instagram in the community at Arsenal underscore in underscore the underscore community. 
thanks so much at Hector Bellerin for spending time in our sensory room before the game today. Hashtag Arsenal for everyone. Twitter in the community at AFC Community. Participants from a range of our projects formed a guard of honour before last night's hashtag Arsenal for everyone match day as the players entered the field. Hashtag we are the Arsenal. Hashtag ARS new. The Visitors, Crystal Palace, by Mike Hammond and Aidan Small. Secure in the Premier League for next season, Roy Hodgson's team have a number of match winners that make them very dangerous opponents. A 2018-19 season of ups and downs looks almost certain to end happily for Crystal Palace as they come to the end of their fifth successive season in the Premier League. The Eagles have been hovering above the relegation zone for much of the season following a difficult start to the campaign that brought them just two wins, as opposed to eight defeats, in their opening 13 matches. But with 39 points now on the board, the threat of the drop has now effectively disappeared. Palace's form since the turn of the year has been erratic. Indeed, they have alternated wins and defeats in each of their last eight matches. They lost 3-1 at home to title-chasing Manchester City last time out. Considering Arsenal's formidable recent home record, it would be a surprise if Palace maintained their pattern. But seven of the 11 wins registered by Roy Hodgson's men in the league this season have come away from Selhurst Park, which constitutes the seventh-best record in the Premier League, so they will not be overawed. One of those wins even came against Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium just before Christmas, when Palace shocked the champions with a sensational 3-2 triumph. Since then, the South Londoners have won at Wolves 2-0, Leicester 4-1, Burnley 3-1, and, in their most recent away fixture, Newcastle 1-0, whereas their only league defeats on the road this year have come at Anfield, where they gallantly lost 4-3 in January and earlier this month at Tottenham's new stadium, where they were beaten 2-0. Oddly, given the strong vocal support Palace invariably receive at Salhurst Park, their home form has been the major disappointment of this Premier League campaign. They did not win there until December and failed even to score a home goal until their fifth match, a 2-2 draw against Arsenal in late October when skipper Luka Milivojevic scored twice from the penalty spot. The first home goal from open play came from James MacArthur when he opened the scoring in the long-awaited first win on December the 1st against Burnley, 2-0. Away from the league, Palace have had a reasonably good campaign. They reached the last 16 of the Carabao Cup, where, after winning away at Swansea 1-0 and West Brom 3-0, they were ousted by championship side Middlesbrough and went one step further in the FA Cup, losing 2-1 at Watford in the quarter-finals after knocking out Grimsby. Tottenham 2-0 at home and Doncaster all without conceding a goal. After today's fixture, the Eagles will conclude their campaign with games against Everton, home, Cardiff, away, and Bournemouth, home. 
Their target now will be to match or better last season's final tally of 44 points, which they achieved in miraculous fashion after losing all of their first seven games without scoring, eventually finishing 11th, just one place lower than their all-time Premier League best, which they achieved in 2014-15. Finishing in the top ten again this term is unlikely, but most Palace fans will be more than happy with the guarantee of another season of top-flight football in 2019-20. The Breakdown Players to have played for both clubs, Mathieu Flamini, Marouane Chamac, Ian Wright, Kenny Sansom, Ashley Cole. Basics, formed 1905, nickname The Eagles, stadium Selhurst Park, owner Steve Parrish, Joshua Harris, David Blitzer. Record appearance maker Jim Cannon, 663, record goal scorer Peter Simpson, 165. Record transfer fees paid, Christian Bentica, £27 million, Mamadou Sarko, £26 million, Patrick van Anholt, £14 million, Andros Townsend, £13 million, Luka Milovejevic, £11 million. Record transfer fees received, Yannick Bolasi, £25 million, Wilfried Zaha, £15 million, Dwight Gale, £10 million, Andrew Johnson, £8.6 million, Chris Armstrong, £4.5 million. Hard luck. Crystal Palace are the only team in Premier League history to have been relegated after finishing fourth bottom. This happened at the end of the 1994-95 season, when the number of teams competing in the division was cut from 22 to 20. Home Discomforts Crystal Palace have won just 41% of their Premier League points in home games this season, 16 out of 39, the lowest such ratio in the division. They've played 17 fixtures at Selhurst Park over 2018-19, winning four, drawing four and losing nine. Townsend's 10th. This afternoon's match could mark Andros Townsend's 10th first-team match against the Gunners. His first four games, one each for Leeds and QPR, two for Tottenham, had a familiar ring to them, ending 1-0 to the Arsenal. Different results, but defeats nevertheless, in his next two games, a 2-1 League Cup defeat with Tottenham and 2-0 Premier League loss after moving to Palace. Then a win and a goal for Andros in Palace's 3-0 win over the Gunners in April 2017, before a 3-2 reverse at Emirates last season, though he did get on the score sheet again. And earlier this season, he experienced a first draw against the Gunners as we shared the points at Salhurst after a 2-2 draw. Arsenal women. Despite the international break, there's been plenty going on with the league leaders recently. Farewell, Jess. Everyone at Arsenal Women was sad to say goodbye to Jessica Samuelson, who left us after the win at Liverpool last month. The Sweden international, who had been plagued by injury ever since joining the club in August 2017, has joined Rosengard FC in her home country after making 10 appearances for the Gunners. We wish her all the very best. 
big game at Brighton. Ahead of our final away trip of the Women's Super League season against Brighton on Sunday, April the 28th, we've teamed up with Brighton to offer all Arsenal women members two free tickets to our fixture at the Amex. Brighton are hoping to attract a record crowd to the match and we'd love for you to be there to cheer us on as we chase the league title. It's an early kickoff, 12.15pm, and the offer is available to Arsenal WFC members and must be redeemed in advance by 5pm this Wednesday, April the 24th. After this time, tickets will be available to purchase directly from the Brighton box office. To claim your tickets, go to the ticket section of arsenal.com and if you are not an Arsenal member, you can also sign up on the website too. There will be a £1 charge for processing the tickets. Alternatively, general sale tickets are available at £3 for adults and £1 for under-18s and over-65s. Fab 4 in the Dutch squad Congratulations to Sari van Wienendaal, Dominique Bloodworth, Danielle van der Donk and Viviane Midema, who have all been selected in Netherlands' 23-player squad for the Women's World Cup held in France this June. All four are regulars in the Dutch team. Viv has a remarkable 57 goals in 74 games, just two short of the scoring record, and Danielle scored four in the Netherlands' recent 7-0 win over Chile. Awards at the Double Congratulations to Beth Mead and Joe Montemuro, who were named WSL Player and Manager of the Month, respectively, for March. England international Beth played a vital role in our 4-0 win over Bristol City and 5-1 thrashing of Liverpool, scoring twice and assisting once. As a result, Beth has now scored six goals and assisted ten times in the WSL this season. No other player has assisted more in the league. It's been a fantastic few weeks for Beth, who has also scored three times for England, including a stunning strike against Brazil. To emphasise the Gunners' excellent march, two of Beth's teammates, Leah Williamson and Dominique Bloodworth, were also nominated for the award. Joe presided over three wins for the Gunners in March. A 4-0 home win was followed by a 5-1 thumping of Liverpool, then, arguably, one of our most impressive results of the season, a very hard-fought 1-0 win at Birmingham City. Happy retirement, Heather! Everyone at Arsenal would like to wish Heather O'Reilly a very happy retirement. One of the most decorated footballers in the history of the game, a Women's World Cup and Olympic gold medal winner with USA, who she played for an astonishing 237 times, Heather only played for Arsenal for one season in 2017-18, but made a huge impression at the club, inspiring the younger players, forging a special bond with supporters and, not surprisingly, impressing on the pitch. We hope to see you in North London again soon, Heather. 2018-19 Arsenal Fixtures Sunday 19th of August, West Ham United CC, 3-1. Home game. Sunday 9th of September, Liverpool, 5-0. Home game. Sunday 16th of September, Lewis FC, CC, 9-0. Wednesday 19th of September, Yeovil Town, 7-0. Sunday 23rd of September, West Ham United, 4-3. Home game. 
Sunday 14th of October, Chelsea, 5-0. Sunday 21st of October, Reading, 6-0, home game. Sunday 28th of October, Bristol City, 4-0. Sunday 4th of November, Birmingham City, 3-1, home game. Sunday 18th of November, Everton, 4-0. Sunday 25th of November, Brighton and Hove Albion, 4-1, home game. Sunday 2nd of December, Manchester City, 0-2. Thursday 6th of December, Charlton Athletic, CC, 5-0, home game. Wednesday 12th of December, Millwall Lionesses, 3-1. Sunday 6th of January, West Ham United, 4-2. Wednesday 9th of January, Birmingham City, CC, 2-1, home game. Sunday 13th of January, Chelsea, 1-2, home game. Sunday 27th of January, Reading, 3-0. Sunday 3rd of February, Crawley Wasps, 4-0. Thursday 7th of February, Manchester United, 2-1, home game. Sunday 17th of February, Chelsea FAC, 0-3. Wednesday 20th of February, Yeovil Town, 3-0, home game. Saturday 23rd of February, Manchester City, CZ Final, 0-0, Lost 4-2 on penalties. Thursday 14th of March, Bristol City, 4-0, home game. Sunday 24th of March, Liverpool, 5-1. Sunday 31st of March, Birmingham City, 1-0. Sunday 21st of April, Everton, WSL, home game. Sunday 28th of April, Brighton and Hove Albion, WSL. Saturday 11th of May, Manchester City, WSL, home game. Life at the top, Nacho Monreal. Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country. But how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out. When did you first want to become a footballer? Probably when I was 16 or 17 is when I realised I had options to become a professional footballer. Before that, I just played football because I enjoyed playing. I was never thinking that I wanted to be a professional football player. When I was 16 or 17, I was in the academy of Asuna and I realised I had an opportunity to become a footballer. What was your first ever encounter with football? I think like a normal child, I started to play football when I was around six years old, because I think all the kids play at that age. My parents supported me a lot and encouraged me through different stages to train and play. Did you play any other sports as a youngster? I like a lot of sports. I've played basketball, tennis and pelota a mano, which is a sport from the Basque country. I enjoyed playing all of them, but football was the best for me. Did you ever meet a famous footballer as a youngster? Meeting the Osasuna players was amazing. I didn't go often, but when I went to their training ground, I saw them training and they signed some cards for me, so it was amazing. Were you always a left back? No, I was a striker. I always played up front as a kid and I used to score a lot of goals. I was very good and after a few years I started moving further back. When I was 15, I finally started to play left back. What was your best game as a youngster? I remember when I was 10 or 11, we would play a tournament at the Osasuna training ground at Christmas and everyone would play for their school. 
I played as a striker. We won 8-0 and I scored 5 goals. I've never scored more goals than that. Who were the earliest influences in your career? I started to play for Osasuna's Academy when I was 13. But when I was 16, I worked under Jose Angel Ziganda, who was a famous coach in Spain. He was coach of Osasuna and Athletic Bilbao, and I spent three years with him in the academy, in the reserves and in the first team. He was the person who taught me the most because we spent three years together. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? I think my best advice is to just enjoy playing football. It's the best advice anyone can give you. If you enjoy playing football or doing whatever you do, you will do it well. My coaches and family have always told me this. What have you struggled with as a professional footballer? I've never been good enough with my right foot, so when I was a kid I always tried to play long passes with my right foot because I was really bad, honestly. Now I'm not really bad, obviously, but I've improved a lot because I've worked a lot to improve. Did you ever think of giving up the sport? Honestly, I started playing football just for fun and enjoyment. I've never wanted to stop. I love playing football because I love it and I'm good at it. From six years old until now, I've never wanted to stop. It's always in my head. I've never thought about what I'd do if I wasn't a footballer. I was playing in the first division and at the same time I was at university, but my head was always focused on football. What were you studying at university? I studied for two years and after a while it was impossible because it took too much time and I couldn't do it with football. After I changed to economics and it was another two or three years. I didn't finish though because it's really difficult when you're playing as a professional. I was really focused on football. After my first year I thought maybe I can do this once I finish my career. Do you remember the day you signed your first professional contract? It was with my agency and I was 20 years old. It was in Osasuna and it was an amazing moment for me because playing for your local team where your friends and family go is an amazing feeling. What do you remember about your debut for Osasuna? It was in the qualification for the Champions League because in the previous season we had finished fourth. We played against Hamburg and drew nil-nil away in the first game and I remember I was really nervous. It was hard. I didn't play bad, but I was nervous. In the second leg, I was nervous again. They were the two most important games for Osasuna because they had never finished fourth in the league and they were my first two games. It was hard, but I'm proud. What do you remember from your Arsenal debut? Well, the difference was six and a half years, but I was nervous then too. I was nervous for my debut at Osasuna, Malaga and Arsenal. It's just how I am. I was nervous, but fortunately we played against Stoke, we won 1-0 and Podolski scored. I was much more mature from when I made my Osasuna debut though. It was easier. What's your best memory from your time at Arsenal so far? My favourite moment is probably when we won the first two FA Cups. The first was very special to me because it was my first trophy as a professional. But I didn't enjoy that one 100% because I didn't play in that game. I enjoyed the second one a little bit more because I played. What's been the hardest moment of your career? There are a lot of moments. The worst was two years ago when we didn't qualify for the Champions League. 
You can lose one game, make a mistake and lose the game because of your mistake and you feel really sad. But when we finished fifth, we felt like we didn't do what we had to do. This was the first time in 17 years. We didn't hit our target, so it was the worst moment. What's changed most about you since you made your debut? Obviously, the more you play, the more experienced you become. So in certain situations, you're more mature and you handle the situation better. When you're younger, you don't think or realize what can happen in the game. When you're more experienced, you can do these things better. The big difference is in my head, because now I'm only focused on the game and what is happening around me. What surprised you most about being a footballer? Well, when you're not a professional because you're a kid trying to be a professional, you don't realize how football players live. You're only thinking that they're famous, they make a lot of money, and every day the newspapers speak about them. But when you're a player, you realize that your life is 24 hours. You're thinking football all the time. You need to be really focused, and when you go out with your friends and family, you realize that people know you, and they stop you. You lose your private life, so you don't realize it until it happens. But I won't complain, I'm lucky to be a football player. Would you like your kids to go into football? My daughter is eight months old, so at the moment she doesn't know what football is. I will never push her. If she likes football, of course I'll play with her, but I will never push her. She can do whatever she wants. Words by Josh Yates. This concludes Life at the Top. Match Action. Thursday, April the 18th, 2019. 20 hundred hours. Stadio San Paolo. Europa League quarterfinals second leg. Attendance 39,438. Away fans 1,100. Napoli, nil. Arsenal, one. Match stats. Total shots. Napoli, 20. Arsenal, seven. Shots on target, Napoli 2, Arsenal 4. Corners, Napoli 9, Arsenal 5. Offsides, Napoli 6, Arsenal 1. Fouls, Napoli 6, Arsenal 15. Possession, Napoli 70%, Arsenal 30%. First half. We settled quickly in a hostile atmosphere but needed a good stop from Petr Cech to keep out Jose Callahan after Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang got caught on the ball outside the Napoli area. That lightning break gave Napoli encouragement and they did briefly push us back. An injury to the influential Aaron Ramsey gave them renewed hope, but it was almost immediately dashed by a stunning intervention by Alexandre Lacazette. The France striker, who led the line impressively, drew a foul 25 yards out and took on the task ahead of Granit Xhaka. It proved an inspired decision. Lacazette's curling strike whistled past goalkeeper Alex Meret. It gave us a much-prized away goal and left Napoli needing four. That was a mountain they never looked like climbing, despite the passionate support of the San Paolo crowd. Second half the second half was all about staying calm and keeping mistakes to a minimum. Napoli did have their half chances, but their lack of cutting edge let them down, 
and they became increasingly exasperated, a fact illustrated by their petulant captain Lorenzo Insigne being substituted on the hour when he looked a strong candidate for a red card. We were happy to contain the hosts and look for chances on the break, and it took a fine save from Mere to deny Aubameyang from point-blank range after good work from Henrik Mkhitaryan. Napoli Mere, number one Maximovic, number 19 Substituted with Mertens, number 14, in the 46th minute Chiriches, number 21 Koulibaly, number 26 Goulam, number 31 Substituted with Rui, number 6, in the 71st minute Allen, number 5 Ruiz, number 8 Yellow card. Zielinski, number 20. Callahan, number 7. Milik, number 99. Insigne, number 61. Yellow card. Substituted with Younes, number 34, in the 61st minute. Substitutes. Ospina, number 25. Malqui, number 2. Rui, number 6. Verdi, number 9. Mertens, number 14. Heisage, number 22. Younes, number 34. Arsenal. Czech, number 1, yellow card. Maitland-Niles, number 15. Kozilny, number 6. Socrates, number 5. Monreal, number 18. Kolasinac, number 31. Ramsey, number 8. Substituted with Mikitarian number 7, in the 34th minute. Torreira, number 11. Chaka, number 34. Substituted with Elneny, number 4, in the 61st minute. Lacazette, number 9. Substituted with Iwobi, number 17, in the 67th minute. Obameyang, number 14. Substitutes, Lino, number 19. Elneny, number 4. Mustafi, number 20. Azil, number 10. Gwenduzi, number 29. Mikatarian, number 7. Iwobi, number 17. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stats. Nine. We have kept nine clean sheets in our last 11 European games, conceding just four goals in total in that period. 30.3. Our 30.3% possession was our lowest figure in Europe since February 2017, 25.7% versus Bayern Munich in the UCL. 2002. Alexandre Lacazette's goal was our first from a direct free kick in Europe since Thierry Henry versus Roma on November 27, 2002. For Arsenal, head coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 1. Petra Cech, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elneny. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mkhitaryan. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil 11. Lukas Torreira 12. Steven Lichtsteiner 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 17. Alexei Wobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper 20. Schroeder Mustafi 22. Denis Suarez 23. Danny Welbeck 25. Carl Jenkinson 27. Konstantinos Mavrapanos 29. Matur Gunduzi 31. Seat Kolasinak 34. Granit Xhaka 43. Charlie Gilmore 47. Zek Medley 49. Eddie Anquitia 53. Julio Pleguezuelo 59. Joe Willock 87. Bukeo Saka For Crystal Palace, manager Roy Hodgson Yellow shirt, shorts and socks. 1. Julian Speroni, goalkeeper. 2. Joel Ward. 3. Patrick van Anholt. 4. Luka Milivojevic. 5. James Tompkins. 6. Scott Dan. 7. Max Mayer. 8. Cheku Kuyeti. 10. Andros Townsend. 11. Wilfried Zaha. 12. Mamadou Sarko. 13. Wayne Hennessy, goalkeeper. 14. Jordan Ayew. 15. Jeffrey Schloop. 17. Christian Bentike. 18. James MacArthur. 21. Connor Wickham. 22. Lucas Perry, goalkeeper. 23. Michi Batshuayi. 26. Bakri Sako. 27. Pape Suari. 29. Aaron Wan-Bissaka 31. Vincente Gueta, goalkeeper 34. Martin Kelly 35. 
Sam Woods, 41, Joe Tupper, 44, Yaro Riederwald. Officials, referee Jonathan Moss, assistant referees Mark Perry, Andy Halliday, fourth official Stuart Atwell. Today's other fixtures, Everton versus Manchester United at 1.30pm, Cardiff City versus Liverpool at 4pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Acronis Backup. Cyber protection for your data. Keep your data safe with the most secure backup. www.acronis.com Future. Forever faster. Humour. Premier League. Official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and receive the latest Premier League updates. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. Available at Amazon. The Gunners are green. Emirates Stadium is powered by 100% green electricity from Octopus Energy. Now you can get the same power for your home. Switch today to cheaper, greener energy with exclusive Arsenal prize drawers every month. Find out more online at afc.octopus.energy. Switching takes just two minutes. Octopus Energy. Arsenal official energy partner. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 